Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I serve as the senior pastor here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want to welcome you to tonight's Bible study. And before we get into the study tonight, I always like to take this opportunity to extend the personal invitation for you to join us here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, and we would love to see your face in the place. As a matter of fact, our vision for our church this year is to reach more in 2024. We're praying that God would add 25 sanctified disciple families to our church in the year of 2024. And you could be a part of this vision. Why don't you come on down? We're praying also for 15 baptized believers and disciples who come out of the water to discipleship and who be faithful to the Lord and faithful to our church. We want to reach more in 2024. Um, so we want to invite you here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Remember, it's 311 North Dunbar, 311 North Dunbar. And again, we'd love to see your face in the place at the 11 a.m. service or at 10 a.m. for Sunday school. You can visit our website at uh, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is Hear God's Word at Bethlehem dot com for your first timers this is what's going to happen we're going to have our opening prayer announcements the reading of the word the introduction video the bible study itself the invitation and the benediction so let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer father we thank you once again for this opportunity to come together as a church and as the body of christ to look into your word father and as we look into your word we realize we're looking into a mirror and as we look into the mirror of your word, we have to confess our sins unto you because uh, we know and realize as you mold and shape us that we are unholy. Father, please forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us that we might be made into your image, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we might be and right relationship with you that we made tonight, this evening, this morning, this afternoon, hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, for how you're about to work and move in mighty and awesome ways. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements, Bethlehem. We have started once again in the year of 2024 to begin to fast and pray on Wednesdays. Wednesdays uh, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We are fasting and praying, and we believe that it happens after prayer. We believe Jesus said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. So I sent out uh, already yesterday the prayer list. I want you to pray over that all week long. And on Fridays, we want you to fast and pray over those who are on our prayer list. There are many are going through some devastating situations, but they are making it because of the power of God. We believe 
and the power of prayer here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And we want you to fast and pray. Uh, fast and pray also for our ministry, a word from the Lord, Inc., the broadcast. Pray that God would use it to in, be impactful. We broadcast on the Now Television Network, uh, 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in America. It's 10.30 London time, and uh, we're praying that God will use it along with the publication and the first ladies, uh, ministers, wives, and widows ministry in a mighty and awesome way. God is doing some great things here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, but it only happens after prayer. It only happens after prayer. And one last announcement. I sent a text out yesterday uh, announcing this great honor that Sister Eton is going to have and we are so excited about what God is doing. Once again, here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, Sister Eton is getting uh, there in Houston, Texas, a Lifetime Achievement Award for her service, for her service in the Lord, the President's Lifetime Achievement Award for her lifetime. Of service. And, and I believe God is really blessing Sister Eton to get this award also for what she's done and are doing for a word from the Lord Inc. and the pastors' wives and ministers' wives and widows. I believe that God is encouraging her in her work. And Bethlehem, I want you to pray. Uh, for April the 7th, 2024, she will be receiving her award right there in Houston, Texas, which is her hometown. And I want you to be praying. And those who would like to make it to this uh, event, uh, you can call or text uh, Sister Eton or myself. And we are so excited about what God is doing in the life of the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I said in the life of the Bethlehem Baptist Church, God is doing so many tremendous things that I have to give him glory uh, for his story in our life. And it is his story because uh, he sent us here and he has been showing out in our lives and the life of our church. So uh, Bethlehem, be in prayer uh, for this event in Jesus' name. It's so exciting. Tonight, Bethlehem, we're going to continue in the series that I've entitled The Corinthians Road to Singleness, Love, and Marriage. The Corinthians Road to Singleness, Love, and Marriage. We've been standing on all month long, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, which says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. And we're standing on that word. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 18 in a series entitled The Corinthians Road to Singleness, Love and Marriage. And we're continuing down that road today. And on this road today, we're gonna to be dealing with a very difficult, subject matter. <laughs> Excuse me. 
And I say it's very difficult because it, it is probably right down the road of 50% of the relationships that may be listening today. And this is the exercise of sex of separation, the exercise of separation. I say that this could be right down 50% of those who are in a relationship because it is said that 50% of all marriages in, in divorce here in America, and I think it's the same way in other parts of the nations like uh, the UK. Uh, but let's look in the word tonight and see what God's word says. First Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 to 11, it reads as following. To the married, I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. Let me read that again. To the married, I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. Today, again, we're sharing a message, the exercise of separation. We're going to talk about on, on uh, three points as Holy Spirit gives us uh, utterance. Uh, don't leave, do liberty, and divorce law. Three points tonight, this evening, this morning, whenever you're tuning in, and a message entitled The Exercise of Separation. Don't leave, do liberty, and divorce law. My thesis, what I'm trying to say in one sentence is that under extreme circumstances, such as violence, Christian women, should separate from their husbands. Under extreme circumstances, such as violence, Christian women can separate from their husbands. We're gonna look at this brief video, and get to the word. Okay, with family and friends, welcome to our time of daily prayers. Today we're at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, where we read, To the married, I give this command, not I but the Lord, Paul says, a wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. Strong words from God, encouraging us to stay in our marriages. Let's pray. Father, forgive us. You hate divorce and yet divorce is rampant in our land and even in your church. Divorce divides families and separates children from their parents. Enable us to love our spouse as you love us. Help us to forgive our spouse of their shortcomings as you have forgiven us. Lord, please heal our marriages. We ask it in your name. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us for our time of daily prayers. Amen and praise the Lord. We've been looking at this. Uh, I just really love this map. That's why I haven't changed it. As we always start out uh, in Jerusalem and in our world today, uh, outside here on the West Bank, is and everything that's going on in the Middle East and back here on the Red Sea is happening uh, in our world today. And God chose to establish uh, his Christianity right in the middle of the world here in Jerusalem, right in the middle of the world here in Jerusalem. And as I've been saying throughout this month, the church spread up here to Antioch and Antioch is actually the first place where uh, Christians became known as Christians here at Antioch. We know about Paul and Tarsus and, and the word spread to Galatia. We get the book of Galatians from there. That's Ephesus right here, the book of Ephesians. Uh, uh, Colossia, we have uh, Colossians and here's Philippi or Philippian letter that we get. Macedonia and it spread all the way around here to Corinth where we get the first and second Corinthians, uh, and this is where we are in the book today, in that place called Corinth. And I, I've always said throughout this series that Corinth reminds me a whole lot of where we are in America today, the way that they worship wisdom and philosophy and education and how they were such a sexually immoral society. And we in America today, uh, we have many uh, universities, a lot of philosophies and education and sexual immorality is and has been running rampant uh, for years, ever since the 60s and the sexual revolution. And we are reaping uh, the harsh uh, fruit of uh, sexual immorality in our church, in our churches, and in our families, in our communities. Matter of fact, I've been saying throughout this month, I'm praying that God would use me to help uh, solidify Black families in the Black communities because 70% uh, of our households don't have a man in it. Uh, but we have children and women. It's not that we lack men in our community. Uh, what we lack is male leadership and men don't have to be committed to have sex because women are giving themselves away and they're giving themselves away uh, for little return. And it has caused our community to be in upheaval. And I've told you too, even 50% of all Anglo-Saxon families uh, our households don't have a man in it. So uh, our world is reaping the consequences of free love. And that the book I'm writing is Black Love Must Matter. Black love must matter. Black lives matters. Black love must matter. But that's 
get into this situation today. And like I said, this is kind of where the rubber meets the road for, for the lack of marriages. And this is where the rubber meets the road for probably 50% of the marriages of that 30% uh, households possibly have marriages. 50% of them are heading towards a divorce. And, and that's sad. That's sad. And like I said, if I didn't believe in God, I would really be depressed. I would really think that there is no hope. But I, I believe uh, that God has given us the answer. And the answer is right here at the church. For somebody's listening and you're in a difficult marriage, uh, you need to listen up. You need to send this word uh, throughout media uh, to those marriages and people that you know, marriages are in trouble. And the first thing that the word of God says to troubled marriages is to don't leave. Woo! To don't leave. We live in a culture also where we pontificate on happiness uh, and happiness is usually defined on happenings and if you're in a marriage that is dependent upon the happiness which is based on happening and there's nothing happening in your relationship that's making you happy then you'll be tempted to, to leave the honeymoon is over and real life has set in and there's some circumstances that have happened in your marriage and, and you've been seeking God because you consider yourself a Christian and, and you've been seeking God and all you've heard on television is that uh, you are supposed to be happy. And here I come tonight want to give you a word from the Lord and the word from the Lord tonight says that don't leave. That's what the text says. And we're going to have to do some theological gymnastics because uh, of the text and the way it's written. But the first thing it says in the text tonight, Bethlehem, the saints of God is to the married. I give you this command, not I, but the Lord. It says this, a wife must not separate from her husband. Don't leave don't leave you've been seeking warning a sign from the lord and god says uh, to this preacher and has led him to reach uh, or to do what he does to get this message out god says for you tonight don't leave don't leave i was i was looking uh, at uh, to prepare for this uh, a young lady that was married to a movie star she was doing an interview and she said that she uh, regrets leaving her marriage. Uh, she says that she was emotional and she was talking to the wrong people. She was talking to her lawyer as opposed to talking to a pastor or someone who knows the word of God. And, and she regrets leaving her husband because she didn't have emotional intelligence. She used another word, like God. Um, but she uh, regretted leaving. And there's somebody's listening to the sound of my voice, and the devil wants you to miss out on your blessing. 
and 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 the devil wants you to leave uh, so that he can mess up your ministry, mess up your family, mess up your children's lives. And God has sent me to tell you tonight, don't leave this evening, don't leave this afternoon, don't leave uh, in Jesus' name. You're living your life off of emotions. And as I said, Sunday, marriage is for grown people. And grown people cannot live their lives off of emotions. See, because a grown man may not feel like going to work, but he's going to show up on a daily basis because a grown man has grown responsibilities and he can live his life off of his emotions and he must do the right thing whether or not he feels like doing it or not. And his life and his family will be blessed because he does not live off of his emotion. God says tonight, don't leave. Um, that man is not as horrid as you're trying to make him out to be. Don't leave. And you've been talking to all these other folk about your marriage, especially women, and you're making this man sound like he's everything but a man of God. And that's because of your emotional immaturity is because you are being a child and having a tantrum tantrum, a temper tantrum and wanting to have things to go your own way all the time. That's not how marriage works, honey. Many people are saying today and have noticed that a lot of ladies are disillusional and they have all these standards that they have and won't in a man like six feet and, and they wanted to make six figures and they have all these other unrealistic expectations which, which makes them put them in a 1% of men who has these qualifications and they become delusional in a real marriage. In a real marriage, uh, you're not going to have everything you want all the time. Hello, somebody. Don't leave. In Jesus' name, don't leave. In Jesus' name. And this is to the woman. A wife must not separate from her husband. Whoo, that's to the woman. Wife must. If you are like the lady did in this interview, and you're emotional and you're talking to the wrong people, God says, don't leave. You need to talk to the right people, not the wrong people. This is what Mark 10 and 12 says. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. Woo! Don't leave. You are a Christian. You, you named the name of Jesus Christ. You took the first step of obedience and was baptized before the people and saying that once you came out of the water that you would walk in newness of life. None of your relationships have worked up to this point in time. And God is saying to you tonight, don't leave. Don't leave. And it says if a woman divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. Don't leave. Marriage is meant to be a lifetime decision that God wants you to be in. And he wants you to be in this thing until, as the preacher said, and as I have said, 
on many occasions because one of the things that I really love is I love marriages and being a part of that whole marriage thing. I had the opportunity to marry uh, one of my cousins. Uh, I call it my niece cousin in St. Thomas, the opportunity to marry another niece cousin in, in Vegas and, and had the opportunity to marry my, my, my nephew uh, there in Colorado Springs and all were beautiful, all were beautiful marriages, but that's the start. You come down out of St. Thomas, you come down out of Las Vegas, you come down out of the beautiful ranch in uh, Colorado Springs and you have to live in the real world. And in the real world, you made the commitment before God and man. And God says, if you're married, don't leave. Don't leave. In Jesus' name. And this is why I said we have some spiritual gymnastics tonight. Because next, I want to tell you about the second move of this text. And this is uh, what I call spiritual gymnastics, as we talk about tonight, the exercise of uh, as separation, do liberty. You say, wait a minute, preacher, didn't you say don't leave? This is the way Paul wrote it in verse 11. But if she does, okay, he don't want you to leave. But if she does, what, she, what must she do? She must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. That's why Mark told us if she marries somebody else, she commits adultery. God says to be faithful to your marriage, even when you are separated, you're supposed to remain unmarried or else be reconciled to your husband. You know, my thesis tonight, I talked about extreme situations like violence, and I believe that that's one of the reasons that you should leave, that you should separate. If a man is, is knocking you up aside your head, God ain't said that you're supposed to be, uh, nobody's punching back. Uh, God ain't said that. And, and, and if he's beating on you, beating your children, uh, uh, doing some of these extreme things like rape or uh, molesting your children, you you have a due liberty to leave. But even in your due liberty, Paul says that you must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to your to your husband. But you said, preacher, you mean I, I I I left because of an extreme situation, and I must stay, remain unmarried or else be reconciled to this man that has used and abused me. And I, and I say, yes, you need to do that. Stay unmarried because you, and, and I say that in due time, in due time, uh, if you do this, and I'm not promising that this will happen, but usually what happens is, is you separate and the other person that you separate from who you're still married to, will go on with his or her life and they will commit adultery and hence you have a biblical reason for a divorce and again it's it's an option it's not even a command but you will be able to escape if you wait talked about on a word from the lord tv this week which will probably come out saturdays waiting on the lord 
See, you have your due liberty. You don't have to stay in abusive relationships. You don't have to stay in abusive marriage. You have due liberty, but you still have to obey the word of God. Remain unmarried or else be reconciled to your husband. Ultimately, and, and this is what I'm sharing uh, today uh, about this book, Hope for the Separation by Dr. Chatton. And, and, and he and in his book, whenever I and I have had to deal with some extreme marriages that were just horrible marriages to the point where I uh, suggest separation very rarely, but sometimes there's marriages, those Ike and Tina kind of marriages, they're physically abusive towards each other or one is being with, then we want to separation. Uh, but there are other times where there's no physical abuse and you want them to separate just long enough to miss each other. But uh, Dr. Chapman says these are some tips when you consider this. First of all, you have to guard your actions and act, your attitudes and actions and keep them positive when you separate. Again, his book is Hope for Separation because most of the time when we suggest that we're, and, it, and we don't see any abuse any abuse or anything extreme going on, just two emotionally immature people who can't get along, uh, we would suggest that they separate uh, so that they can really miss each other, separate. And, and these are the attitudes that Dr. Chapman says, you must have the right attitude and actions to keep them positive. You must avoid or abandon any romantic relationships with another adult. Let me say it again, because ultimately when we want you to separate, if it's, if it's not anything extreme like violence, uh, we, we were trying to save the marriage by you separating. And he says that, uh, here, and this is what the devil does, avoid or abandon any romantic relationships out uh, with an, another adult because the devil is coming for, for you. Next thing he says you should do is understand that divorce will never lead to personal happiness. People always seem to think that the grass is greener on the other side. Um, but somebody said a long time ago, I don't know who it was, but they said the grass is greener where you water it. And, and you're looking at the folk who are living a single life and the folk who are living single life are trying to get married. And married folk who are living married lives are trying to be single because you've been delusioned by the devil and understand that divorce will never lead to personal happiness. What, what usually happens is when there's a divorce, and I wrote the book, How to Choose a Worthy Mate and Find True Love, what usually happens is they'll go off and choose somebody just like the one that they left and be in the same circumstances. You need to pick up that book, How to Choose a Worthy Mate and Find True Love if You're Single. It's still in print today. But understand that divorce will never lead to personal happiness. And the last thing he wants you to know is move slowly in completing any legal separa uh, separation papers. Because when you talk to the lawyers, the lawyers don't care nothing about your marriage, your family, your children. All they care about is getting paid. They want you ah, to do some legal, take some legal actions. And they're going to, and when you bring the lawyers involved, that's what the young lady said in her little interview, and she regretted her marriage, and get the lawyers involved, it gets ugly. 
real quick. But God says today that don't leave first. Um, but if you're in an extreme situation like violence, you do have liberty to separate. And in those off cases where there's not violence and you separate, take and make these actions because we still want to save your marriage. That's what the Bible is trying to say. The Bible is trying to save your marriage. God is trying to save your marriage in Jesus' name. Don't leave. But there is due liberty in extreme cases, but you've got to obey God in those extreme cases again. Ah, you must, as the word of God says, that you must remain as a unmarried person. You must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And like I said before, the uh, fill it in the blanks. Once usually you separate, you take that due uh, liberty in the beginning, you may not have a biblical out, but as nature takes this course, he or she will move on with their lives and, and they will give you a biblical reason for the voice. It don't always happen that way, um, but many times it does. We talked about tonight the exercise of separation. So that's, that's that spiritual gymnastics. Don't leave, but you do have liberty, but we come back and say, hey, the divorce law then it's a woman who wants to leave in this situation. And then God talks to the man. And the man, he says, and the husband must not divorce his wife. Woo! Even though she left, the husband must not divorce his wife. And I've counseled men on many occasions in very difficult marriages, married to some difficult women and i have challenged them and hold up the word before them because i i counsel christian folk folk who's supposed to be saved and the bible tells you what to do in any circumstance the word of god will tell you what to do and i tell these men that there's nowhere in this book where it allow a man to leave his wife it again even when she leaves you woo, a husband must not divorce his wife that's deep that's deep that's deep a husband must not divorce his wife there's nowhere in the book where it says a man should divorce his wife nowhere uh, because of what? Because what? I'm glad you asked. Malachi tells us why. Malachi chapter 2, verse 16. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. He who divorces his wife covers his garment with violence. Woo! That's deep, says the Lord of hosts. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. Nowhere in the book for God says a man should divorce his wife. But God says that he should trade her in 
or a younger model that God says it is nowhere in the book. Does God hate divorce? Woo! So much so he never makes it a command and adultery is an option. I have to speak to those who have been through a divorce and you had a biblical reason for a divorce. God's not saying that he hates you. He's saying that he hates divorce. He hates that the relationship broke up. He's hate that the relationship didn't live up to all that it was meant to be. He hates it. And if you know the, the effects of divorce, one of the reasons that he hates it, even to this day and time, a woman and children will be left destitute when a man leaves his wife. Let me say that again. In, in their day and time, it surely was destitution. In our day and time, statistics tells us that that woman and the children will fall below the poverty line, the poverty level. God hates to see uh, women and children suffer, you know, when the Titanic crashed and in the movie, as the ship was sinking, they were putting the life boats down. What did they say? They said, women and children first. Women and children first. And the men would, would sit and have to drown for the safety of the women and children. Nowadays, men um, don't want to make the sacrifice. They don't, they don't want to stay together uh, for their wives. They don't want to stay together for their children. And, and children really suffer horribly from a divorce. Uh, whether they knew you were together or not, they suffer statistically. It tells us, and this is why God hates it. And, and this is why God says a man must love his wife as Christ loved the church. And what did he do? He gave himself up for it. Men, God wants you to give yourself up for your wife. Give yourself up for your children. Stop thinking selfishly. Stop believing the lies and the looks of the devil where you run off from your wife, run off from your chill, uh, from your children, because that Jezebel know how to talk to you. Well, it seems like your wife talked to you like you're crazy, but you're, you're believing the lie of the devil and you've fallen unto his, 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 his satanic influence. God hates divorce. He, as a man, he challenges you that you guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. Woo, he said this, guard yourself in your spirit. Yeah, there are other women who may look better now. Other women who may treat you better now. There's only one thing problem with that. They, they're not your wife. Hello, somebody. And if you divorce her and marry her, God says, sees that as adultery. You don't get a brand new start in sinfulness. Hello, somebody. You don't get a brand new start. But again, I want to say, 
in our culture, there have been many. It's not uncommon for people to be in the church who've been married three or four times. You've gone through that uh, divorce process. Divorce is not the impartnable sin. Hello, somebody. Um, but it's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to survive in your marriage as a grown person and stop living like a child and living off of emotions. It's time for you to grow up and to live and be what God has called you to be. Marriage is for grown folk. You cannot live this marriage by your emotions. It's not for children. I told you that even the Catholic church wants to make sure people are emotionally mature enough to be involved in marriage. Marriage is for grown folk, and it's a lifetime commitment before God and before your family, before your wife and before your children. God says, guard yourself and, and your spirit and do not break faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I, I pray that Tonight's lesson has hoped some people tonight. It is hoped some people tonight. I've run out of time, but I have to tell you about an everlasting love that our marriages should be reflecting in our families. And the everlasting love is God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're watching or listening tonight, God says that he loves you with an eternal love. But you've got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've got to believe that Jesus is God's only son. You've got to believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today you may be saved. We're praying that you become saved. We, as a matter of fact, we're praying that you become a part of our church if you're anywhere near Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. Pray this simple prayer. Dear Father God, I do believe that Jesus is your only son. I do believe that you love me so much that you gave your only begotten son to die for my sins. And I do believe that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may experience this everlasting love, this unbreakable covenant. I give my life. I give my will. I give my all to you now in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or willing to pray this prayer for the first time, and again, if you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, we've been praying for you. We've been praying that God would add 25 new uh, disciples, sanctified and holy folk who grow up in the ammunition of God. And if you pray that prayer for the first time or willing to pray, we want to see you at 311 North Dunbar here this coming Sunday in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. If you pray that prayer for the first time, you're nowhere near us. We're praying that God will lead you by the spirit that has been sealed in you and that he will lead you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church that you may grow up in the things of God. We're also praying... Uh, for those 15 people who get saved, who need to be baptized, we would uh, be willing to baptize you here into the body of Jesus Christ right here. There are other men who may be listening tonight. You're a part of watching. You're a part of the family. been coming for weeks or possibly even years, and you've never made a commitment to us. 
We want you to join the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I finish preaching this coming Sunday, come down and say, hey, I want to become a member here, a member of the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. If you need a prayer request, make sure you send it through the pastor's text. We will add you to our prayer list, possibly tonight. There's somebody that wants to rededicate their life to Jesus Christ, thereby rededicating their marriages to Jesus Christ. We look for that to happen. And also, there's somebody called a preacher, called to a ministry here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We want you to serve God. You were saved to serve. We want to give your all and your will over to him in Jesus' name. Well, Bethlehem and Saints, God, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, let me go ahead and give uh, the benediction. As always, uh, Bethlehem and saints of God, we, we challenge you to stay connected. I want you to stay connected to God's person, stay connected to God's precepts, and stay connected to God's people. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you, Lord, tonight for tonight's study. We uh, lift up your holy name and we pray, Father, that we may be doers of the word, not just hearers. We pray, Father, for the for the transformation or the amalgamation or the metamorphosis of marriages that are in trouble. And we pray, Father, that tonight by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you have saved marriages in Jesus' name. And we want you to put your hedge of protection around us and our marriages and our singleness, to live holy in singleness. Put your hedge of protection around us, keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. As the people of God said, amen and praise the Lord. Bethlehem, you are dismissed in Jesus' name.